Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fantastic Friday here with the team from RMS Fitness. We are happy to bring you another episode of our weekly podcast, Everyone Needs a Spotter. I'm your host, Steve Heitzer, joined today, as always, by the faithful team here at RMS. We have Emily Vinos here with us today. How you doing, girl? Doing good. How about you? Hanging in. Doing all right. Stephen D., what it be? What's going on, man? Glad to be here again. Yeah, you always sound so thrilled, man. I do. <laughs> you know, just bringing the heat. I am. Robert? Decker, excuse very, me, Robert Decker, so very, everyone knows. I'm very glad it's Friday, Steve. Mm. Yeah, man. It's been a long week. Amen. And you know what? We can all say that. It's a little bit of a gloomy Friday here in yes, uh, is. Middle River. It's been a long week, but that's okay. Not a long week doesn't always mean a bad week. It just means that we had a lot to do. And this week, there was certainly a lot to get done. It's so true. We had some installs. We had a lot of service work. We've had techs in. We've had techs out. It's been a very interesting week, but uh, yeah. I know we're all looking forward to the weekend. And we've had new people coming in and training, so that was oh, pretty yeah. cool. But that's right. It's always the best part of the week on a Friday at 3 o'clock, and we all get together like this. Absolutely. And you know what? We did have a few new people start this week, so uh, you might see some new technicians at your property. If you're someone that works with us, you may see some faces you don't recognize, or if you call their email, you may see or hear a new uh, name or voice. So uh, please do reach out and see if you find out uh, a new friend. There you go. <laughs> Emily, what you up to this weekend? I think you uh, you, you mentioned you had some, some plans, right? Where are you going? Yeah, so tomorrow I'm going to be watching uh, one of my cousin's babies, so I'm really excited about that. I haven't done that in a while. We'll go to the park and tire him out, put him to bed so I can watch the movies. <laughs> and go. then Sunday, Hershey Park. Ooh, mm. the big Hersh. Yep. <laughs> now, that's a great local theme park for those who may not be uh, in the you know East Coast area, Maryland, Pennsylvania, uh, that's Hershey Park up in Hershey, PA. It's a real good time for uh, young and old alike. Yes. <laughs> Steven? So I got, uh, from my wife's side, family visiting uh, from Arizona. So probably going to be doing like a big family dinner. Um, so that'll be, that'll be fun enjoying some of the dynamics and get to be like a fly in the wall and see how things go. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's always something going on, drama related <laughs> with family. But oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Who, who's doing the cooking? Uh, not me. <laughs> it's I don't know. It might be a potluck. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, it always changes too. And then um, pot. We might be doing. I don't know. Maybe an escape room with uh, with the boys with so young fun. young kids. So yeah. Well, that sounds pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a place not too far north of you where. You go in and break things. What kind of room do they call oh, that? Oh yeah, a demolition like room a or something. Smash, room smash or something? house yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, but uh, that's new. I did see that. Yeah, so I might need to go do that if, myself this if, week. If you yeah. feel like there's some family drama, that might be the better. Yeah, not switch from escape idea. room to breaking things together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, what's up with you this weekend, man? I have nothing to report. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You know, playoffs, uh, at least. No, I think if anything, the rain is in the forecast. So uh, might be some catch up around the house, cleaning things up. So I'll end it there. Nothing to uh, say, yeah, nor share. That would be exciting at this moment. But I have uh, young kids, so we get to this time of year. Rainy days are like the bane of my existence. You know, there's not much to do. I'm always looking for ways to find things to do. So, uh, you know. Robert, enjoy your rainy day. I'll do my best. <laughs> enjoy your ketchup and mustard. No, no, but you know what? I did want to ask you. Well, Emily, what? That's so <laughs> random. <laughs> when you said ketchup, I heard ketchup. Oh, we'll edit man. that in post-production. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no, we'll leave it in so everyone can know uh, Emily's true self. No, Robert, so you know, I did want to ask you, and on a prior episode, you mentioned an experience with a uh, 
property management company who wanted you to make some changes to a recommendation you had made for their fitness center, and you just couldn't couldn't get behind the ideas they had, and you, you kind of chose to stand your ground there. But I think we had an update on that account this week, so I wanted to ask you, you know, uh, when you chose to kind of stand your ground with what it is you proposed there, how, how was the end result of that conversation with the customer? The result was a good one. Uh, I'm not going to lie. We, uh, we went back and forth, the contact and I. Again, the, the whole thing behind this was we walked the room together. We came up with a plan. I designed the two rooms. Not everyone has two rooms that they can uh, use. So I was able to do that. And you might recall, in short, that they wanted to go back to the original design and just do the piecework. So we decided we weren't going to do that, or I should say I decided I wasn't going to do that, and uh, had some good results because of that. I think they took the whole scenario serious, and just this past week, we are going to break ground, so to speak, on this project. They did exactly what was recommended. I'm excited for the project. I think it's going to bring a, a lot of life to that, but um, it took some time. And in our work, there are many people that can be involved in these decisions. So there were a lot of layers to get to ownership on this. So I feel like we kind of knew what, where ownership wanted to be, but by the time it got to me, it wasn't exactly. So by holding firm to the original agreement, I feel like we made some progress. And I feel like it's a, um, what would I say, not a solution, but almost like a formula for moving forward that you know when you go in you see what the customer needs you stick to that you really want them to understand you're there for their benefit and you know we're not like every other company you know we're not yes we'll sell a treadmill if your treadmill isn't repairable sure but overall if you're really trying to refresh the room and bring it up to speed give us a chance let us work with that, with what your needs are, and then come up with something, something, ha, something, so that we can uh, show what RMS fitness really means to your fitness center. Yeah, and if we push back a little bit on any requests that somebody makes, it's never in an effort to be combative or argumentative or anything like that. It's always in an effort to be uh, the best partner we can be. And what's the old expression? Uh, if you love them, let them go. Yeah, love, so. yeah. You know, it's kind of the same thing. You know, it's like if we know what is the best thing for you, we, we, we aren't going to assist you with doing something that we think isn't in your interest. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's ultimately kind of the position we take here. We try to be a real partner that way and, and ultimately hope to gain people's respect. And that brings me to the very brief uh, point that I wanted to discuss together today, which is that this time of year, uh, it's very common that we receive requests from site teams, property managers, regional managers, whoever that may be, uh, for updates, quote unquote, to the fitness center. And what we've come to understand here at RMS Fitness that different people have different ideas about what updates to the fitness center may mean. Some people think that they are looking to replace their equipment and others believe that they're looking to rework their equipment. Uh, so what I wanted to kind of just bring that conversation to the fore today and talk to the team a little bit about just that. Replace versus rework when it comes to updating fitness equipment. What's a common approach, Stephen, that property managers might take when asked to get their budgets together for the next year? What often is the case? What do they say? They need to get you know some quotes together, and how do they usually go go about that? Uh, a lot of times, um, 
sometimes what they'll say is that they'll, they'll, they'll try to get a quick quote because uh, they're under the gun uh, just because they're trying to meet all kinds of deadlines. And so they're like, can you uh, give me a quote for uh, the same amount of equipment that I have in here? And, um, you know, ideally, although that can be simple and easy, um, sometimes that's not really the best approach. Um, usually what can happen is um, it, it really depends on how how um, how old the fitness center is because you know functionality changes mm -hmm. and and the trends change and so usually it's best for us to do like a site visit to, to walk with the property manager and see you know do you really need all the same type of equipment do you need a one-to-one -one replacement or should we do a rework Absolutely. And that was kind of the, the really the, the comment I was looking for. The, the, the approach many people like to take in that situation is I've got three treadmills, three ellipticals and five strength machines. And I would like to get the newest version of those same things. Robert, can you help me with that? Of course, I can help them with that. Um, but my next question is going to be, is that the direction you want to go in? Is that is that what we're going to do this year? Is um, I know when Emily and I go out on site visits in the area that we cover, a lot of times we'll ask the customer, who, who is your resident? You know, what is the demographics in the building? And I think we're going to get to this later in the discussion, but I'll steal a little bit of the thunder. You know, did, did a new property move in next door? What are we competing with? What is, what is it that this amenity means to you that we're going to do something maybe a little different? Um, I think uh, I'll also share something that you were involved in and, Customer didn't have an entire budget to do everything, but I was part of the rearrangement yesterday, right? We sold a few pieces. Oh, right, Frederick, their, yeah. Right, so they had their equipment set up a certain way. We visited that three months ago. Yeah, for sure. At least, right? Yeah, maybe longer. So we went out, talked to the property manager. She is in a very affluent area, and so she's got a lot of competition. And you said to her, hey, can we, can we look at this a little differently? And I remember just seeing the room and then going in and seeing it afterwards. And the flow just mattered. And so when she presents the room, some of the pieces that you put in are like the first thing you see. And that goes back to the first impression, those X amount of seconds that you have. So to answer your question, sure, I can, I can go piece for piece. But is that really what you want? Do you want to go a little further than that? Do you want to take that money and spend it wisely in the sense of get the equipment you need, fulfill the resident's need for fitness equipment, but at the same time, let's make the room pop. So when someone comes in, they'll say, wow, this is really an update. This is just not as the business, um, our business quotes, we're just not going to cookie cutter the room as the way someone else did. We want a fresh approach to it. Sure. And you really, you know, that, that actually was a good example that I wasn't thinking of. You know, it wasn't like we went in there and replaced every piece of equipment in that room. We simply uh, added a couple current, you know, more modern fitness, you know, trends to the space for them, reworked a little bit, eliminated some things that they had over-representation of, which is really common, I, I think, in, especially in multifamily in the D.C. metro area. There's often, you know, equipment that's over-represented in the room, um, especially as some of those trends in fitness have changed, right? And people's demand on what they're looking for in the gym has changed. So there may have been a time when, you know, if you went into the gym at five, six o'clock in the evening after work, you might see five treadmills and three ellipticals and two bikes all being used. But 
um, there have been some significant changes in fitness trends in the last couple of years that change what it is that people are looking for when they come into your space. So, um, you know, really that's why when we come in, we like to not only just discuss the idea of replacing your existing equipment, but that's really the time to stop, pause, take a look at what you have, what you're currently offering your residents, what you would like to be offering your residents, maybe what you should be, kind of take all those things into consideration and evaluate before you start that replacing, you know, process. Because, um, you know, trends change all the time, Emily. I mean, you've been in the fitness game for a little while. What are, I mean, I'm thinking of in the time that I've been in the fitness industry, which is only about five years, actually. And I have seen certain things completely rise and completely fall in that time. Um, so why is it important maybe to not chase every trend, but then, you know, also to kind of keep an eye on what's current and popular, Emily? Well, I mean, if you're chasing every trend, it, it will appease certain people for a period of time. But then, like you said, it's just a trend. Things change. So, I mean, I think right now the best thing to do is keep it simple. Um, right, people really enjoy having space to work out, some floor space, being able to have some weights, and to do some functional training things. Um, because really those things don't necessarily break and they don't necessarily go out of style. Functional training is always important. Um, so for instance, like if you get those kind of interactive bikes or things like that, they kind of do go out of style after a bit and they, they, they are really popular first and then the service is not there and then there's no parts to support, you know, repairs and so keeping it simple we're not trying to sell anybody um really expensive stuff we just want them to have a functional room that really fits everyone's needs absolutely and being that we're one of the regions like largest and probably you know most busy i would imagine um, service providers as well we're also invested in making sure that our customers have the quality of equipment that you know we want to bring basically what i'm trying to say rewind is we want to bring that quality equipment into the market. We don't want to just make sure that you have, you know, the same old, same old, you know, thing that you had before. We don't want to just help keep that 15-year-old piece clogging along just because you have it, right? We want to help you have something current and something that we can help you stand behind and support and make sure that it's not down for weeks and weeks on end. Because, Stephen, maybe you can speak a little bit on some of the, um, you know, what comes up sometimes right now when it comes to like repair versus replacement? What's a consideration that a lot of people, you know, maybe especially since COVID have to take in to consideration in terms of like product availability and things? Yeah. So that's a good point. Um, COVID absolutely decimated a lot of the uh, manufacturers um, inventory when it comes to parts and uh, repairs. And so, you know, one thing to consider is, um, are most of the parts available um, for the unit that you're trying to repair? How old is the unit? Um, is it even worth uh, repairing it? Um, you know, especially because there's really not much of a warranty when you when you repair the unit. Um, and so, you know, those are a lot of the things that um, property managers need to consider. And and we like to try to give them the options and let them know ahead of time. Hey, look, you can get um, X, Y, and Z parts, but uh, a, B, and C parts aren't available for this for this uh, for this bike or this treadmill. So you know, you you have here this repair quote, and also you have a new equipment quote here. Uh, but these are the parameters that you need to consider. And so helping the property managers make that educated um, 
um, purchase so that they're at least setting themselves up um, in the right way for the next three to five years. Absolutely. And if there's going to be a repair that you approve because you decide to go that route, but it's going to be a 60 or 90 day wait for parts because in some manufacturer cases, that's what they're running right now. Sometimes two, three months or more for parts. And if that's the case, you know, are, are you really serving your residents at that point? Are you really, you know, helping the property to position itself to move forward, you know, as the years continue to go on? Or are you just replacing something? And then what, who knows, maybe one other component on that unit goes up a couple weeks after the repair, and now you're down for another two to three months, you know, waiting on another part, right? So RMS, we will always try to give you the full picture. So Robert, you've probably seen me send a lot of these. What do I send a lot of customers? I, you know, I call them my repair versus replacements. And, and then, you know, how do we try to help customers, you know, in that situation? It can't be overlooked that we originally started our business in the service business. So for years, I've always been asked the question, is it worth repairing or should I consider replacement? I would answer that question based on the numbers, based on the numbers. But uh, an example, a uh, bike needs mechanical repairs, but during the research for the parts, now granted this bike is 15, 16 years old maybe, and it's in a small HOA fitness center, well kept, and that's why it lasted as long as it did. And so we're at this point, so what do I do? Do I send just the repair estimate? Or do I look beyond that? So I, whether it's $300 re- repair or $10,000 investment in equipment, what's my client, how's my client going to benefit is the question. How are they going to benefit? Well, is there, because let's face it, the amenity of the fitness center is not the only thing they have to be concerned about, right? HVAC, the pool, these are all things that continue to um Pool on their funds? Yeah, or yeah, for consideration. Yeah. That's what I was going with that. So this example here was, okay, it, very small repair. But then I noticed that none of the electronics are, are available. That's information I thought was valuable to the customer, so I sent it. I sent it, and I said, hey, this threw up a red flag in, in investigating this quote. I noticed that the mechanical part here is an aftermarket part, First and foremost, that's first red flag. Secondly, I noticed that there's no support for the electronics, aftermarket or factory. So if we repair this, great, but be aware that we might need to replace this bike if anything were to happen. Yep. So I gave them that option. What that does for them is I've educated them all the way to the, to the decision making. And then at that point, it's their money. So they get to make a decision. And that's what's important to us is that we give them what they need to make a good decision about the equipment, and then we either repair or we replace. But either way, the customer has everything they need to make that decision. Yeah, and you know what? Like, while we certainly never hope it comes to that, right? We it, there have been occasions where somebody's chosen to go the repair route after we've sent them one of those considerations. And then maybe six months later, nine months later, something else goes wrong with those units. And now we're telling them maybe parts aren't available. 
they can't repair the unit anymore or they shouldn't for, for one reason or another. Well, we've had customers on occasion come back to us in that situation and go, well, why did, why did you let me do these repairs before? Right. So it is, we feel better knowing that we've presented the customers with both scenarios so that they can know what the, the full expectation is versus repair and replacement, what they can expect short-term and long-term. And it helps protect us too, because we certainly, you know, we're not just here to collect money from people. We really want to, we're trying to cultivate, and if you hear, it sounds like we're pushing this idea over and over again. We're really aiming to be a true partner in this fitness amenity operation space for multifamily clients, because there's so many ways you can go about these things. So bringing back to our original conversation of replacing versus reworking, maybe it is time to come and look at your fitness center. Maybe we can use the, the Frederick property as a good example. Now, you went in there, they had three treadmills, two ellipticals, so on and so forth. Now, they needed to replace one of those treadmills due to a, you know, a repair issue, which is really what started the whole conversation. Did we replace that treadmill with another treadmill, or what did we do for them there in that, in that consideration? Do you know something we added that they didn't have before? The step mill? Step mill. And they were so excited about that because, really, that's a, that's a wow factor when you walk into the room. Uh, you see that, and it definitely stands out than any any other thing. And especially if the the room can fit it, s as far as ceiling size, it really adds a nice um, um, variety to the room for your residents. For sure, mm -hmm. it's a huge uh, you know on trend piece. If you go to your local gym, you probably won't encounter a time where somebody's not on one of the the step climbers in the gym. It's a very popular piece. Yeah, agreeable. And, you know, so that's an example of where we come in with the idea of not just replace, but rework. You know, we looked at what they had. We looked at the space that they had available to them, what they were offering and what they weren't. And we made some suggestions. Now, some property managers have a lot of insight into the fitness center. So do we just like ignore a property manager's, you know, feedback or recommendation? Like what, what do they have that we don't have uh, about the property? Steven? That's a good question. So a lot of times the property manager... Uh, are the voice of the owners. And so sometimes the owners want specific things or they're looking for something specific. And so, you know, um, we need to ask those questions. You know, what are the owners looking at uh, in the fitness center? Or is there something that uh, they would like to see? Um, to Robert and Emily's point, and even to your point as well, I went to a property uh, last week and um, all they were looking for was to add a piece or two um, and to replace and to get rid of another piece, but literally right next to them, you can even see it being built, a brand new property that is showcasing this enormous fitness center in 3D renders. And so I, I pointed out, I was like, look, you have this property right here, they're gonna compare you, and your, your, your equipment is, your gym is like 14 years old. Uh, I, I highly recommend you guys consider getting a full rework here um, and and, and see where that takes you because you could potentially lose tenants or, or you're going to have less flow uh, of tenants because you're going to be compared to this brand new property. And so, you know, she, she was like, she didn't even think about that aspect. And so she was going to, you know, take that to the owners and the owners completely agreed. And so, you know, we're at this rework standpoint and redesigning their fitness center. Absolutely. And that's something that like we, we do kind of have an inside edge on, right? We, 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 we do work with, uh, uh, developers and interior designers who are working on these new, oftentimes class A multifamily assets, and they are looking to make these spaces so incredibly engaging in the fitness amenities in particular. Um, but 
they they really want them to almost be able to replace a need for somebody to have a gym membership now. That's almost a level of amenity that a lot of places are looking for now. So, you know, while not every space can achieve that, and because you may have eight-foot ceilings and you may have narrow, you know, space, you may have a long, skinny space or, you know, whatever the unique dimensions of your facility are, what can you always do? You may not be able to do everything, but you can always pause before you make any replacements and do what, Robert? I feel like you just put me on the spot. I did. <laughs> Rather than just go with what might seem on like, the spot, you know, Bob. Oh, no, you know, let me rephrase the question because a lot of people <laughs> think if they have a space that is limited or restricted, that they only have one approach they can take. So, what should they do in that case? Call us. Call uh, us. You know, we'll come out. So, we went to I can't remember the property, but it was in it was in Virginia. They had a certain brand of equipment. And I said, you have two pieces of equipment. It's funny because I'm thinking something different. Totally different. A small room. Yeah, remember the small room mm -hmm. and she wanted to put the murals on the wall. Right. Right? Yes, yes. And so I'm not a mural guy by any means. However, um, props to the property manager. She called someone in, small basement facility. Now... What we don't want to do is make it seem like that their uh, basement facilities are less than desirable. But in all honesty, what you're up against is you're up against the fact that there is no light coming into that room. So she said, look, I'm struggling with ceiling height. I'm struggling with the shape of the room. I'm struggling with how dark it is in this room. So she improved the lighting, she improved, she put the murals on the wall, and then she said, hey, what can I do with the equipment? And I said, well, if I were to just not look at this room the way it is, and I just map it out, which you've done before, Steve, and just said, okay, I'm going to approach it as if there's nothing in this room. Tell me where these murals are going, and I'll, I'll design the room. And that's what happened. And that room was so... Um, satisfying to see that how bright it was, how inviting it was. And then the pieces we put in there, we put in less than what we took out. It opened the room up. We've got nothing but praise from the property manager and the residents. But again, it was just good to work with that kind of property manager who knew what the owners wanted she had a, she had a, you could almost say she had a vision, but she had a hurdle at the same time and she needed us to come in. So we went in, thoroughly enjoyed wor working that project and seeing what it came to be because when we first walked in, it was as if, wow, there's one, there's no room in here. I feel claustrophobic. It was dark. It, it was, was in dark. a basement. Yeah. It just, yeah. And I remember one of the own, not owners, one of the residents was in the room and mm -hmm. he was concerned. And I was like, yeah, the, the layout probably worked the first time they put it together. It looked new and it was, you know, at the time it was probably fine. But that, that little bit of rework and that fresh paint and that fresh look from really the lights. Really brightened the room. Yeah, it just, it really popped. So, yeah, that's, that's what I would say. First call us, share that vision. Let's go in. We'll empty the room in our minds. We'll start fresh, show you what we want to do, and then we'll, we'll work the plan. 
And and the, and to your point, I was just saying, I was thinking something else came to mind, another recent stop that we went on. And Steve, to your point, this was a prime example of a tiny room. And the property manager had a little bit of money in their budget from this year that they could spend. They wanted to put dumbbells in. Anybody else could so just... So they called you and Robert? Yeah. No, I'm so, right, right. So, <laughs> so anybody, I mean, typically, they could have just put together a quote for your typical dumbbell rack and your dumbbells. Ah, Does yeah, it fit okay. the room? We don't know. So, but we took the time to ask her, hey, your room's smaller. Can we come out and just, just look at it with you? Okay, what? so stop there for a second. Okay. Pause. Because... When the process started, she sent a picture. Yeah, yeah. Of underneath of the window frame. Yeah, yeah. And she said, "Can we fit something here?" And, and I Steve, don't even know what I was looking at. Steve, it was. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, the picture alone s- sets off an alarm. Like, yeah. don't do this. Don't, don't, don't simply just put it together. Please continue." So what was neat was, <laughs> she. Didn't have old, like super old equipment. And she had everything you needed. She had a treadmill, she had an elliptical, she had a bike, and she had some strength. But what we brought to this property manager's attention was the two pieces of strength that took up a big portion of the room duplicated exercises. Mm-hmm. She didn't super know that. Common, actually. Yeah, yeah, but she didn't know that. And we didn't know that. That what we didn't know what was in her room, so it was nice that we went out there and we were able to say, "Hey, you know, next year if you have it in your budget, we could get rid of one of these because this really is duplicating and it would free up a lot of space. And then you could have a bench here, and you can add some straps and some resistance bands and things like that. You know, like and that way you, you open up the room and you added value to it." Mm-hmm. more variety of a workout. And so what she thought was just, hey, I'm going to put some dumbbells in. We gave her a plan for next year, and it wasn't an overboard plan. It was just some simple suggestions, and that's what we're here for, simple suggestions yeah. that add, it adds value to the room. Emily, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. I actually wrote down here on my paper, and this is something that keeps – I keep coming back to this idea – but basically, the approach that we're taking here at RMS Fit, and we have two approaches, right? On the service side, when it comes to PM, what's the mantra? Leave it better than you found it. Leave it better than you found it. <laughs> now, when it comes to new equipment and helping people make those decisions, I keep coming back to the idea of your vision plus our expertise. You know, you know your property. You do know your residents. Yeah. You might have Mary Sue and Mary Lou, who are just the best of friends, who they have come in every day and ridden the two recumbent bikes you have side by side every day at your property for five years straight, right? Now, I might come in thinking I'm the young hotshot sales guy and go, hey, you don't need two recumbent bikes. You know, those aren't super popular. What you need is a rower. And I might tell you that. And that could be a good idea for almost any property. But you have that circumstance at your property with your clients that are there and they're faithful and loyal. But, you know, maybe you do want to take that into consideration, right? We've had crazy examples of that. I had a customer one time try to keep a one uh, a bike that had one pedal because <laughs> they had a customer with one leg who liked to ride it, and I That's am not making that up. They were keeping this piece of equipment because they had someone in their community who could wow. use it and who enjoyed it, and eventually we just had to replace it because, you know, it. they were kind of using that as their justification to keep it, right? Yeah. So it's kind of a 
silly anecdote, but at the same time, you know, a, a really an extreme example of, of maybe why sometimes you just have to part with with something there, yeah. right? Um, because the part to re- completely repair the piece wasn't available. We right. couldn't get the new crank and pedal. And she said, well, I don't need it because the person that uses it every day has this circumstance. Well, at some point, it's good for us to know that information. And we try to rely on that. We take that into consideration. But we are going to give you what we think is the best overall long-term approach for your property. And that's uh, where your vision and our expertise comes into play. And we just we try to apply that to every Really, every project that we do today, uh, Stephen and I, you know, jumped on this morning and we did a video conference with a customer who's purchasing some, some new equipment. We gave them a 3D layout. We jumped on a Zoom call and we did a screen share and we showed them the exact room that we showed them. They had some things they liked. They had some things that we didn't. They told us some things they wanted to change. I shot them down for various reasons that didn't work. They actually had some good ideas. They did. You know, yeah, so, it was pretty cool to see. You know, it was a good opportunity for us basically to, you know, basically review that together with them. And by the time we were done on that call, not only were they ready to move forward with the purchase that they were ready to make, but we also talked about a couple things for next year. That's right. And they're ready Very to do good. it again. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like they're excited about it. You know, we planted some seeds for the future, right? And now they know what their plan is <coughs> moving forward. They don't have to worry about it next right. year. They don't have to have a meeting and figure it out. We've already talked about it, you know. And then we'll take new things into consideration when we talk to them again next year. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, at least for now they know that they've got a current solution a future plan in place and a real partner that's kind of got in the got in the ring with them so to speak and kind of went through the motions and showed them what they could do with that space. So that's really that cons- consultate I can't say that word even though I want to use it all the time. <laughs> consultative approach that we want to take to this game, you know. You can go online and find a million companies that can sell treadmills and ellipticals and whatever. Yeah. But if you want to have a space that's unique, that's effective, that's safe, that's well laid out and appealing, who should you call, Emily? You should call RMS. RMS. You may speak with little Wipey herself if you do call, right? I hope I hope they do. <laughs> but no, I mean, really, you know, this is something that we could go on and on again. We're shooting for 30 minutes, and we haven't really achieved it yet here, but half an hour is what we're going for, but we're kind of up against that. But I think we've touched a lot of these points really well as far as what it is that we try to provide to our customers. Let us come out and see your space. Don't let us just ask us for quotes, for comparable quotes or replacement quotes. Let us come out and really give you that assessment so that we can be a full fitness amenity partner to you. And that's what we're really aiming to be. Yep. Yes, sir. Anybody have any closing thoughts on that? Besides I Steven? Wholeheartedly no. agree with what you just said. <laughs> well, and, that, and I'll just add that that is why we do, you know, a fitness assessment uh, visit with, with all our contracted customers. And, and we're, we're, we're blessed to have that service background where we have all these contracts and we're, we reach out every so often to remind them because maybe they think their fitness room, maybe they think the fitness room is just fine and, and it, they're probably not getting any complaints, but maybe there is something that they can do that's just a little bit better than what's there that would add the value. And that's what we're here for, not to, not to break the bank, yeah, but to give some solid suggestions for the future. And you know, Emily, you just gave me a nice point that I wanted to close on, you know, because you mentioned our team and the experience that we have. Robert, you will be the best position to answer this question. Do we currently have an employee at RMS Fitness who has never been into the field in a service capacity in some form or another? Off the top of my mind, I don't think we do. No, I've taken everyone. Everyone has been in the field to see what we do. 
because it's important that everyone sees what we do, how we approach customers. Um, nothing is more satisfying than going out and doing an install. With me and having people be like, why are you here? <laughs> no. <laughs> but on that note, I think Emily could, could probably say more. I don't communicate necessarily with every customer at the volume that Emily does. You mean the big guy doesn't say much? That's right. <laughs> and we know that routine. They don't even know who I am when I'm on the field. But Emily will go out and introduce herself, and they immediately say, you're Emily? And she says... Yeah, I want to make sure you had a good experience before I, <laughs> I said who I was. <laughs> so, and that happened yesterday live. And again, there's a certain appreciation for that. And we, I've taken every one on installs, seen that. We've had some very, very large installs. And everyone's had that chance uh, to be out there because that's what we do. Yeah. You know, I, I tell too many people this, but... If you love what you do, if you love what you do, it's not a job. Yeah. You know, it's it's what you do. So we do as a team get out there as much as we can together, sharing that experience, and that brings us closer together because there's a common goal, whether you're picking up the phone for the first time, the customer's first point of contact, all the way through the last time where they might be signing off on a new install. Hopefully that experience from front to back is the best that they've experienced. And that's the name of the game. So I think we, we, we kind of highlighted some, some really nice things for property managers and on-site teams to consider. I know that's one of our favorite things that we brag about here at RMS is that our team is, is knowledgeable, not just in what their job is, but in the industry as a whole. Uh, even myself as a salesperson here at RMS Fitness, having spent time in the field as a technician, helps me to understand what, how to best serve our clients. So on that note, uh, we're very proud of our team. We've added some members. We're very excited for our growing team and our growing portfolio of clients and partners. And we will always do the best we can to make sure that we are a great resource to you in operating and continuing to grow and uh, basically deliver a successful product there at your property. So on that note, we're off to the weekend. We hope that you all have a great one as well. This is Steve Heitzer signing off from RMS Fitness. This has been another episode of Everyone Needs a Spotter. Steve and Emily Robert. Have a great weekend. Yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy the rain. Indeed. (laughs) Take it easy.